Hi, I'm Felicity Urquhart. And I'm Josh Cunningham. You're listening to Bay FM 100.3. Right now, we have the thrill, the privilege to introduce two quality musicians mm. to the Sobay Party Mix. And these two human beings are continuously been creating just great music yes. for so many years, so many albums, so many awards, number ones. And right now they're joining us here on the Sobe Party Mix. Please welcome Felicity Urquhart and Josh Cunningham. Welcome! Hello, Cal and Tony. Hey, guys. Nice to be with you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Now, I have in my hand a copy of the Song Club, which was released a couple of years ago. And uh, when it was released, it went to number one. Yeah, we were very lucky. My mum must have bought a lot of copies. <laughs> She's got a backlog in the, in the back shelves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am obsessed with this album because I, I love the slogan of country music, just give me three chords and the truth. And obviously, you know, when it was released a couple of years back, the world was, as you put it, um, it was a year that many of us would have liked to have got a refund on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, we all, we don't need to labour over the shocking time we've all been through because we're back out doing it again. But mm. definitely um, going through that year, and having uh, the experience of writing the songs and creating the album uh, was really a godsend, you know. We're, we're in this thing called Song Club. Um, you know, the album's named after that, and we literally had an assignment each week um, to write a song to a prompt. So that was a great way to stay creative and connected to other people that were in the group. And it is quality songs. You'd never believe that they were written so quickly. Well, Josh, uh, he certainly was someone I was admiring in the club because... I dipped out about uh, halfway through the year. He was stayed solid and true to the tasks every week. And, and so Josh has got a whole year's worth of Song Club tunes, and I think he's got another two albums in him, actually, from what, what the material he produced in that. But it was so lovely to, you know, just be writing songs and, and all feeling the same nerves and concerns you have when you're showing a new baby for the first time and you're send in your lyrics and send in a little uh, re- recording. Some of them are a bit specky too because we've got producers that were in the club and sometimes the guys would have very beautiful recordings. Mine were always just on the phone and pretty shabby. Sometimes the kids were in the background doing homework or squabbling. and um, So uh, mine were never too schmicko, but um, Josh's songwriting was um, top shelf and it was lovely to be part of such a, an amazing thing through that horrible time. And I've got to ask... What is the feeling like when, yes, it was a bad year, yes, we were all going through a lot, but you've turned that bad year into beautiful music and then the reward is it debuts at number one. That must be a pinch me moment. How do you deal with that as a musician? Oh, look, it's fantastic. I guess, you know, when it debuts at number one, that means that people have taken notice of it and they've bought it and they've liked it. And, uh, you know, that's that's all you hope for. I mean, obviously, you, you write your music to satisfy your own expression um, mm. you know we've never really contrived what we've done you know in, in the separate projects you know, myself in the waste and felicity in her own solo career we've we've always stayed true to writing the songs that are really in our hearts we're not, not trying to cater to what other people might want to hear or what the, the latest trend or fashion in music might be but when you write from your heart like that and people um buy it and respond to it and and give it an accolade like you know debuting at number one then um it's nice to know that what's in your heart is resonating in other people's hearts too and i think some of the most 
uh, steadfast songs that haven't really gone anywhere for decades and decades and decades are heartfelt. And I feel that with yeah. this album. Well, to, to have connected with you then, Tony, as well. I mean, that's the loveliest compliment that any artist can get. Uh, and it keeps us going. And we're actually sitting here in the studio right now working on our next album. So oh. we just want to keep doing what we're doing at the, at the moment um, with comments like yours. It, it just warms our heart. <laughs> I mean, he's not kidding, though. I, from what I've heard off of your uh, new releases... There's a certain, like, personal timbre and vulnerable feeling, which you don't hear often in a lot of music. Um, You do in country, but especially with you guys, um, it's just you, and it has that you feeling to it, which is so individual. I'm curious, what part of the process do you find that that comes out most? Is it when you're writing lyrics? Is it when you're putting the instrumentation together? Mm. I I think... um Cal, I think that the, it's really obviously the lyrics because, you know, when you put something in, in words, then, you know, we're just expressing really the bare bones of what, what's on our minds and in our hearts. Mm. And music obviously has that emotional quality to it, and it's great when the music matches the sentiment of what's being expressed through the lyrics. But I think the, ly- the lyrics are really the, the bare all, um, you know, exposing of, of what's really going on. Lyric is king. Uh-huh. Lyric is king. Put that on shirt. Yeah. Yes, that's new merch. <laughs> new merch. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrics is king. Well, it, it does. It all stems from that. I mean, the songs are written uh, either, you know, with some sort of instrument first and then generally it, it ends up in the studio with the other parts um, uh, connecting to that. But uh, when we listen back to what we put down recording, it's always, okay, the lyrics for and uh, is front and foremost and and the the musicality's got to work around that and never uh should it uh swamp over what the sentiment is or the vocal message so um yeah it's, it's we love though working in the studio together and every time you hand Josh an instrument with strings it's wonderful to sit here and see what magic he comes up with and occasionally I'll play something too but um Josh is the the master behind um the beautiful sensibility and the, the touch that he has. So, it's um, yeah, it's really great fun. Can't wait for people to hear this next project. Well, that will be released in August, I believe. Does the album have a title at this point? Well, it, it's got a working title, which we can't mention yet. Okay. But as soon as we can tell you, you two will be the first to know oh, 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 there you go. Special privilege there for yeah. us. <laughs> we appreciate that. Now, I've got to ask... Um, the Song Club is an independent album. Now, I'm sure that there are pluses and minuses going through studios. Of course, if you go through a, a major uh, record label, there's going to be more coin involved. But do is there a freedom with an independent album that you can just... There are no limitations. You can create what you want to create. You don't have to go through the, the mm. people on, at the board table and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, what are the plus and minuses of making an independent album? Uh, well, I mean, for me, I can only speak to making independent albums because I've never done anything else. I've never been involved with a, a record company as such. So, um, you know, it, the plus for me is it's very familiar. And as you say, there's total control. Mm. There's no one telling you how to sound or how to look or what to sing about. Um, it's nice to be in charge of, of what you're doing, given it is, as we've spoken about already in this conversation, you know, such a personal thing. So um, it's just nice to have that freedom of expression. 
I have had both experiences in my career and I much rather the land that we are in now because it is, as you pointed out, this lovely freedom and, and, and you know, none of it, I look back with any, uh, uh, what do you say, disappointment or yeah. negativity, yeah, because it was still part of what has shaped me mm-hmm. to be or have the head that I have about music now. So uh, certainly some parts of my career, uh, there are songs and things I, I don't choose to sing now, um, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't good in my growth or a, a part of a, a step I needed to take, and that felt right at that time. You can only make decisions that you see are right at that time in anyone's life and, oh, yeah. and uh, job. So, you know, I think this, we don't want to look back in disappointment, and, and that only does harm to anyone for any for all you know reasons that um, we could talk about anyway, mm-hmm. any, from relationships <laughs> to work. So I think, um, <laughs> looking forward and being positive and going, okay, well, what do what do I really want? What do I feel? And, and where's my heart? And in all of this, so that's really first and foremost. And you want to jump out of bed being happy, for goodness sake. So mm. that's um, the key to it all, I think. I'm just in love with this album. I have to tell you guys. I know I'm, I, I feel like I'm blushing on on air, but it doesn't it doesn't really uh, translate on radio. But this album, I bought it for uh, Timmy Abra, who does our um, modern country show, and he turned seventy a few weeks ago. And I'm sorry, Timmy, I haven't actually given him the album yet because I've still been listening to it. Well, we better send Timmy another one then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will get this one to him, I promise. Eventually, we'll get there. Yes. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Timmy, and, and cheers for all the good work you've done over the years. Oh, And, well, Felicity, happy birthday to you this week, so I hear. Oh. Yeah, thanks, Cal. Not a problem at all. I hope it was a fabulous one. Oh, I was spoiled rotten, yes. Oh, been lovely. brilliant. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> now, uh, the new single, Unsteady, Ever Since You're Gone. Now, I, again, beautiful song, beautiful song. Yes. Tell us the story behind that song. Well, uh, I, I wrote the song um, a few years back. I was walking along a, a black sand beach. You know, it's often a good thing to do well, walking on a beach. This, particularly, this particular beach happens to have black sand on it, not by choice or design, but mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a happy coincidence because, you know, I was going through a bit of a black period in my life. It was a bit of a struggle and... I looked down and I noticed this white seagull feather all alone in this vast expanse of black sand and I felt like I really related to it. It seemed to represent the situation I was in and uh, I just was inspired by that image and um, it, it inspired the song and it inspired me to just kind of keep moving forward uh, because, you know, even though the, the feather was surrounded by all this darkness, it wasn't um, kind of engulfed by it. It still seemed to stand proud and strong in its own mm smallness amidst all that that darkness but uh it, it really stood out and it kind of inspired me to to move forward and the song was born and uh, the journey forward led me to felicity and uh, writing and playing all this lo- lovely music that we've been up to do and together. doing life together <laughs> yeah and you guys just killed it live like just knocked it oh. out of the park that was a special gig that night, though. So, Tony, um, I wish all gigs were as magical as that one because of the the venue, it, it was so spectacular. And, and there was just a, a bit of 
special dust in the air that night, you know, a bit of that sparkle. I don't know. extra. Glad you were there for that one. Well, I do bring sparkle to a room. What can I say? <laughs> that was you then, <laughs> That was him. He'll just have to go to all of your other gigs from now on. Yeah, can you just uh, come on the road with us? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I've been a, a, I was a roadie when I was about 11. Um, in Tamworth a lot. Uh, Yeah, I would, um, the bands would set up, they'd go and grab a couple of drinks and I was the strange child who would watch all the equipment while they went and had a couple of (laughs) warm-up drinks for the gig. Great. Oh, there you go. So, yes, happy to to go on tour with you guys. Not a problem whatsoever. But the well, we'll have we'll have to talk to your people about that. Oh yes, yes, my people will get in contact with your people. Absolutely. <laughs> now, and as you were talking about that, the black sand and the white feather, I had I, it just the texture, mm. the the picture that was painted. I was like, oh, this is I'm very much looking forward to this yes. new album. If this is the path that you're going on with Unsteady, ooh. But I, I think it's certainly reflective of. Um, you know the, the the songs that we're working on at the moment. Um, it's a bit of a different sound and a different approach to our first album, The Song Club, which really was, you know, chronicling a personal journey as well. So there was a lot of songs there that were um, optimistic and hopeful and positive and about new love and and the like. But this one, uh, we're delving into a bit more of um, you oh, know, the dirt. a darker, <laughs> troubled. You know, um, yes. You know the struggle of life as well, which mm-hmm. is the other the balance of the equation. And um, not that it's a negative album, like the songs are still even like unsteady. It kind of comes from a dark place, but it's got a feeling of hopefulness about it as well. So yeah. uh, we're just kind of layering more instrumentation on it and just delving into a different sort of There's drums, drums, and and mm. um, electric guitars, and uh, and even a co-producer Matt Fell, who is from the Whitlam's Black Stump Band. So it's lovely teaming up with Matt. He's been a, a long-time pal for both of us and a few decades now. So it, it just feels right to just up the ante for this album. Mm. I am so looking forward to it. Give me a dark country song any day of the week. Oh, I'm talking through gritted teeth now. Yes, um, he's getting a bit too excited, yeah, I think. Uh, just the, the, the realness of country. It, yes, it celebrates the um, ha- out in the bush having a beer, but there's also that realness that is really not often celebrated in other genres of music as much and superbly as it is in country. I cannot wait. Oh, that's lovely. I think people just they, they just want to relate, and folks mm. love to come and say good day after shows and. Uh, and so do we. We love to chat to people after gigs, and it's lovely hearing stories and feelings of connection. So that's what it's all about for us as well. You know, we need to connect with people. So mm. it's uh, they. We we all give and take. We're all getting something out of it. If we're going stories, I've got to say I've seen the waifs oh, at least three or four times at the Blues Festival. Thousands of people just losing their mind, going off like a box of frogs. Mm. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> loving it. I was really thrilled when uh, you guys walked out onto stage because I didn't know that you were touring with the Black Stump Band. And oh, it was great. such a thrill. Oh, that's great. Well, I mean, it was a real honour to get to do those shows. We, we're real fans of, of what um, Tim's doing. He's put that band together and he's assembled the A team of. You know, musicians in in Australian country music, and they really sound amazing. And Australian um, music in general, yeah, mm-hmm. Australian music. Yeah, but um, 
yeah, it was, it was just great to be part of that every night. It was very inspiring and educational, and uh, not only the musical side, but also personally, they were all very, very lovely to us. They're and, lovely. You know, we've, we've known a lot of them for a long time as well, so it was just like having a party with friends every night. Can I add something to the um, the comment about the frogs going off at Blues Fest yes. in a frogs in a box? When um, I can pip you with that sort of thought because Ellie's got a better one. Ellie, who's now just turned ten, when she first saw Josh play in the Waste, uh, we're back outside stage, and the kids at, thought, the at the Blues Fest, and they just thought this was awesome. They've looked out there, and Ellie turns around and says. Mum, it's like maggots out there. <laughs> like <laughs> I maggots. I like frog comment, but you can't beat the maggots one, right? <laughs> uh, I agree. And as someone who was in that crowd, there were certainly some maggoted humans out there. <laughs> oh. yeah, I, I think I think she kind of... She she might not have realised the um, the double meaning of what she said. Mm. <laughs> there were so many people, and and then they were also so excited hearing all these voices singing Josh's songs. You know that he that the kids have known uh, from our shows together when Josh will do a wave tune that he's penned. But um, it was really magic to see the power of of music, and 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 also then they also said kids. Uh, Mum, um, there's a lot more people at Josh's gigs than at your gigs, Mum. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> wow. Harsh but true. Oh. Hey, three chords and the truth, and there it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Oh. There's a wisdom in you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there is. Thanks, kids. Mm. <laughs> Well, that feeling too, hearing all those voices singing that back to you, that must be the greatest feeling. Uh, it really is. It's such a such a buzz, um, you know. And, and even beyond hearing the voices singing back to you, when you get to talk to an individual voice, yeah, you know, at the end of a show, when someone comes up and tells you how much the song, uh, you know, the songs or a particular song uh, has meant to them, it's it's really a reminder of how important it is and and why you do it. You know, it's all about connecting with people. And you know, I've heard some fantastic stories of. You know, people getting through difficult phases of life and the music or a song has helped them do it. And that's that's really a, a very important thing and very humbling. Well, and speaking with uh, human connection and meeting people, you are both coming on tour in August after the release of the as yet untitled new album. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys back in Queensland, uh, hopefully sometime in August or later on this year. Well, we will be in Queensland. We're launching at the Gimpy Music Muster. So oh, look a out. Special place. So look out. A uh, bit of um, fun up there, and it's, it's going to be a blast. We, we really can't wait to get this baby um, finished and, and wrapped up in its little blanket, ready to go. And there's also another tour coming up with the Waifs. Where are you touring, Josh? Uh, we're going to be going all around the country, um, you know, beginning at the end of this month. We uh, it's 20 years since our album Up All Night was born and we're celebrating that by taking it around the country and performing the album in full and it's going to be really great. We've, we had some rehearsals last week uh, just brushing up on a lot of tunes that we haven't played live for a long time or at all so it's going to be really fun to get out on stage and play that that record in its fullness, and uh, that that tour is going to be very extensive. It'll go for a few months, right to the end of September, in fact, and then straight off that onto the road with Bliss when we hit the road in October, November to, to tour our album. 
Well, I have to say Up All Night was probably one of the most aptly titled albums because I probably listened to it the most at the very end of the party, just as the sky is starting to change colour and dawn is starting to happen. <laughs> that's some party. Oh, well, uh, that's how I, you know. That's been known to party. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, a friend of mine said your autobiography needs to be called, and then it was dawn. Um, and then it was dawn, I like it. <laughs> yeah. But um, I cannot wait to see you guys tour again. I will be there. I can guarantee oh. it. And dragging me oh, along, I hope. Yeah. Oh, you'll be yes. there, Cal. I'll Don't worry. There. Oh, wouldn't I'll it be, be great? Yes, yes. I'm carrying the bag. <laughs> well, I cannot wait to see you guys again live. I cannot thank you enough for being on the show mm. this evening. Oh, a pleasure. Thanks, Tony and Cal. Oh, oh no, it's, it's lovely. Oh, thank you. And okay, so we're going to throw to some songs now. We're going to hear "Country Girl," which. You know, the the single that came out in the mid-90s that was a cultural moment in the suburbs of Brisbane. These city kids, because I'm from Brisbane, but we're at horse shows every weekend, so I feel like I've got one foot in the city and one foot in the country. But all of these suburban kids had cow print all over the classrooms, on the ceilings, <laughs> mm, a country renaissance. I think that's cool. That's lovely. And I'm also a little shocked and, and make you feel old because you said you're at high school at that point, and I wasn't. <laughs> well, I yeah, look, Cal joined the program when he was 20 and I was 40. So, look, oh, well. we all have these moments. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop well, apologising. But, well, okay. Good, and I appreciate that you're going to go down memory lane with that one. So, thanks very much. I felt it required, to be honest. Mm. I was like, if I am talking to you, there is no way I am not going to play Country Girl. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Thank you again, guys. Just great music.